1: here is the thing that is happening in the kind of megapolis uh you have the president and ryan You have Nancy Pelosi, AOC, you have in this time period where Ross Perot uh, died and there was the first moment of breakup of the parties. This is the breakup
2: of the traditional parties as we see them. That's Rahm Emanuel on ABC this week over the the weekend. What's he talking about? So uh, I find this really interesting, especially in the context in which he said that. And this is getting back to the idea of... I don't want to fall into, with the rest of the media, doing these daily, look what Trump said back and forth. And you're either on his side or the other side. Or, and you argue about what he said. It it's just tiresome. So Rahm Emanuel was talking about how, um, well, it's funny that that sentence came at the very end of the show. They were wrapping up the show as he was talking. He said, one more thing I'd like to get in. And he got in like that. 15 seconds. Wow. And then the show was over. Whoops. <laughs> that should have been the whole show. Right. The whole show should be the conversation about how the two traditional parties are splitting apart and coming to an end or becoming different things. Yes. Our politics is transforming in a way that hasn't happened in like 100 years or maybe longer. That's a big story. That's a macro story. They got into the details of Trump back and forth with the uh, the squad. Or Paul Ryan saying something bad about Trump and Trump saying the, those stupid daily details that don't mean crap. Beltway gossip. And yeah. at the end got to throw in, this is all an indication that everything's changing. I'm sorry, we don't have time for that. And we, we're done. We, we spent five minutes discussing what Paul Ryan said in his book about Trump and how Trump responded to it. Um, that's, that's the macro story. Is, is is what's going on there the the AOC wing versus the the old guard and the democrats and then the republicans what are the whatever the republican party even is now man the republican party's going to struggle and trump's gone and what are we again right we're the party of small government
1: <laughs>
2: anyway and then on top of that david brooks has a column out today and he's talking about classic liberalism and just the, the idea that uh, ideas matter and uh, and we have discussions about them and that sort of stuff and how that's dying, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Um, instead, uh, you throw around, well, that's my truth as a fill in the blank. Um, in short, today, many of today's young leaders and their older allies don't want to work within the liberal system that was created hundreds of years ago. Locke, read all that stuff if you're super into it. The original liberal idea, they want to blow it up. So which side will prevail? Well, over the short term, I'd put my money on the anti-liberals. Liberalism suffers from a series of weaknesses. First, many Americans have already betrayed it. The adventure of liberalism is constantly encountering people and ideas that are new and different. But Americans have both left and right moved into lifestyle enclaves with people like themselves. Americans have stopped seeing each other accurately. Conversation, the very lifeblood of liberalism, has been blocked. Hmm. Second, liberal institutions have deteriorated. A liberal society needs universities where ideas are openly debated, it needs media outlets that strive to be objective. It needs political institutions, like the Senate, that are governed by procedures designed to keep the process fair to both sides. It needs people who put the rules of fair play above short-term partisan passion. Those people scarcely exist. Yeah, wow, we're hurting, for certain. Absolutely. You know, the one uh, thing on the list that sticks out to me, I remember we were talking about this a number of weeks ago, but if you ask people on the right to describe the typical beliefs of Democrats, for instance, um, and vice versa... You'll get uh, monstrous caricatures of what the average Republican actually is, or the average Democrat actually is. So, yeah, we yeah, we don't know each other anymore. How troubling is that? So the fact that the two parties are coming apart, that all our institutions that preserve liberalism are uh, are, are coming apart, universities, the media, our own conversations and our own lives partially to do because with social media and everything like that to where we can get in our own bubbles. That is a giant story Mm -hmm. for the politics and the country and the culture. That gets fifteen seconds at the end of any news show, and those are the, Over ser- the credits <laughs> those are the serious news shows right. they're not even the daily stupid cable news shows they're the those are supposedly the serious news shows with the smart people right. and they had fifteen seconds to mention that by the way, everything's changing, everything's coming apart anyway, we'll see you next weekend with what the latest thing is Trump said that made somebody mad, and then we'll go back and forth right. the, literally the latest mean thing somebody said Yeah. Yeah, wow. I don't know how we, I don't know how we as a culture or we as a show br- break out of the daily, the daily thing. Like, the, like you said earlier, nobody even nobody even remembers the daily thing of a week ago or two weeks ago. or Lord help you, a year ago. Yeah. I wish I had a calendar in front of me where you could look that up. What was the thing that was said one year ago? by Trump or somebody around him that everybody was going crazy. And Kellyanne Conway was on with George Stephanopoulos defending it. And Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi were saying mean things and passing around. I mean, what was it a year ago? You you wouldn't even remember it. But it was something. Can you imagine if you ran your marriage like we run our politics? Honey, this is the greatest crisis that has ever confronted us. I forgot to get the bread. The grocery store is five minutes away. I'll go back. This Mm non-getting of bread. It's just, it's, we've never had a grocery run like this in the history of the country. I'll just go back and get the bread. It's just ridiculous. To, to to continue that analogy, and I think to make it more accurate, it can't be something so mundane. That's always been mundane. The stuff that is being argued about now has not always been the way it is do tell you'd have to call your wife a lying slut <laughs> I don't think I shall and that just becomes <laughs> commonplace right exactly <laughs> and that just becomes commonplace that's just the way you talk to each other now right five years ago it would have been like well headed right to marriage counseling today maybe a divorce right now it's just the way you talk to each other a every slut. single day right exactly <laughs> what do you, I can't I can't respond with it you know, uh, what, Richardless? What do you want to have for dinner? <laughs> what do you want, you drunken loser? <laughs> right. That's the way the conversation would be held every single day. I want you to quit climbing <laughs> on top of the neighbors. And you know, uh, do we have time to, the, before we go? Right.
3: And, yeah, and, and you're the, right. You're right. <laughs>
2: and to the point that nobody even really notices anymore. Right. Right. I don't know what happens there. So to the latest squabble, just I must briefly touch on it. The one thing that I think matters. Uh, the whole, if you don't like it, go back to where you came from, is an old trope. I mean, it's an old... But the, the problem is, the term racist, everybody is called racist for everything now. Somebody please explain to me what race AOC and Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley and Rashida Talib are. You got a, a, a Somalian... A slightly Hispanic gal from New York, I guess. Um, uh, a black woman from Massachusetts, and Rashida Talib is—is she for like Palestinian uh, heritage, or I can't remember, Middle Eastern something or other? Um, what race are they? I don't know. So, if you mean, do you mean bigoted? Do you mean just quit saying everything's racist? Isn't it a common saying of people that want to keep things the same and new people come in? For instance, mostly white Idahoans saying the mostly white Californians have moved there. Why don't you go back to where you came from? Yes, because you're coming here and trying to change. Things. It has to do with change to a large extent. Now, some of you, uh, and I'm picturing, you know, like some of my musician friends. Some of you are saying, yeah, the change you're trying to prevent is you want it to stay white. Nah, you know what? The number of people who actually think that is actually very, very small. It has to do with, you know, I'd like my neighborhood to remain safe. I'd like to be able to speak to my neighbor because we speak the same language. That's not bigotry. That's just wanting to be happy. Um, but so, yeah, it's rude and it's, it's probably bigoted and all, but just, just stop calling everything racist. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So is the jihad squad catching on as a term? Joe coined that earlier this morning. I really don't want to take credit for that. I don't. Jihadism. Don't Although I think, <laughs> I will tell you, I think Ilhan Omar has a great deal more sympathy for Islamist I- I- extremists in the Middle East than average Americans do. I guarantee she's much more sympathetic to their causes. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Rashida Tlaib of uh, Michigan. Um, I guarantee she is much more sympathetic to aggressive tactics and what most people call extremism by Muslim groups than most of us. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think AOC so a, has much to do with that, although so, she's a xenophile. So so you're a white nationalist. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what I am. That's what I figured. Super. That's what I figured. Yeah. AOC has a perfectly straight nose. She is. You ever notice that? It's like she's a cartoon. How much... Originally, when she came on the scene, we uh, we put the number at what? 60% of her uh, popularity? I mean, you was... may have said 70% because you are sexist. I, th- I still think a lot of her popularity uh, is, is how attractive she is. Oh, yeah. She's some funny-looking pudgy gal. No way would she or have dude. P- or dude. With oh, the yeah. same thoughts. Sure. Yeah. No, greasy geez. haired fifty year old fat white guy. I, I'm Precisely not sure. Precisely the same words. I'm not sure i I I'm not sure you even know his name. Well Congress is lousy with that guy. There's dozens, hundreds of that yeah, guy on the Democrat side of the aisle. They're four hundred and thirty five and you hear about roughly three every day. Yeah. And generally they're hot.
0: Or they <laughs> say something
2: outrageous. Right. Yeah, so I don't, you know. I just know she's got fantastic skin, beautiful eyes. She's really oh, genuine. she is like she got an, an in realtor eyes. Well, yes, she got them. Yes, she got them. Yes, she got. I can always tell by realtor eyes. I know you can, but what she... could be more misogynistic than breaking down this whole flap into how hot she is? She is like an <laughs> At least anime she got away from the racism <laughs> part. <laughs> what? No, she's she's like a, a, a cartoon. She's huh? like a Disney yeah. uh, uh, heroine. Ridiculous. Built like a brick, Congress too. I'm telling you. Um, if you go to Disneyland, you're being. Do you s- comment on guys like that? No, I'm hetero. <laughs> Why would I? If you go to Disneyland, you're being surveilled like you're in North Korea, and they're profiting off of it, among other things. We've got to
3: talk about. <laughs>
1: The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show. According to a recent survey, twenty-one is the average age at which people meet their best friends, while thirty-one is the age they realize they haven't seen them in six years. <laughs> there you go. Is that just supposed to make me sad? Maybe that's what it was designed for. <laughs> um I have a moment you've reached in your life age thing that it happened to me during vacation. Mm. I'll explain that in just a little bit. First this. Uh, Disneyland is tracking guests and generating big profits doing it. Now I n- know they watch you constantly. Have cameras, Although they five minute long brawl the other day in
3: Disneyland. Or... Yeah, what, what's the point of having cameras everywhere? Because it's not to keep you safe. It's to profit off your habits. And okay, Good point.
2: Yeah, okay, fair um, enough. Yeah, so they're talking about all the different ways that Disneyland now has to surveil you and get information from you and either use it for themselves or sell it to other people. And if you think about it, it is really quite amazing. So if you get the app on your phone, for instance, that is your ticket you stay at the hotel, it it unlocks your door. Ah, okay. Um, and it is your and it and, and you also buy everything in the park with it, all on your app, on mm-hmm. your your Disney app and everything right, like that. Right. And to get that, because I I didn't do Disney, but we did Legoland uh, last week in San Diego and probably a similar sort of thing. I put in the names of everybody in our family and ages and all that sort of stuff for the tickets because they are different ticket prices. I don't know, but they're mining data is what they're doing. Sure. So they've got they've got. Who I am, how old I am, my gender for the whole family, and then I got this thing I'm walking around Disneyland, and they know... Did they ask you your pronouns? What we're, <laughs> what we're buying and at what times, and they, they have a ways to, for, for instance, figure out, like, is the, is, is the Avengers rising or falling in popularity? Is there enough popularity oh. to sustain another sequel or not? To a, to invest, uh, you know, wow. in, or or more people now going over to this, or kids of this age sort of tired. Maybe we should aim it at this age group. That now, sort of thing. I'm sure I'll be disturbed by this at some point, but no, for no, now no. I'm just impressed. I don't know if you have to be That's disturbed. Smart. Uh, oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Well, um, dumb guys like me, when we recognize intelligence, we're impressed. Disney's data mining has never faced the sort of scrutiny that Silicon Valley has, according to this article I'm reading from the Los Angeles Times. The reason is simple. Disney World is the real-world manifestation of a walled garden, a family-friendly environment without a perceived risk of children being exposed to inappropriate content like on YouTube or Twitch. Wired once called this data-driven customer relationship exactly the type of thing Apple, Facebook, and Google are trying to build – Except Disney World isn't just an app or a phone, it's both wrapped in an idealized vision of life that's as safely self-contained as a snow globe. They're so big, and they got you in such a tight, confined space, they can mine all this data just for their own profit. Which, again, there's nothing to be scared of there. Right? It's just, it's pretty interesting. I'm sure they're also selling it. There's no way they're not selling um uh, what age kids are buying coca-cola and gummy bears versus this or that there's no way there's not they're not somebody's not profiting off of that right yeah yeah well and i don't uh, you know how they do it can get a little weird and intrusive but I mean, if I'm running a mall food court and there's always a huge line at the Panda Express and never anybody at the teriyaki bowl and, and I get a cut of the revenue, I'm going to want to know that. Consumer data information has streamlined the park logistics. They claim that they have been able to slash turnstile transaction times by 30% while increasing park capacity. So they cut wait times 30% with more people there. Wow. Wow. By funneling people to different directions and getting near the right stuff and all that sort of wow, stuff. Wow, again, just impressive. Yeah. I win. Boy, that is the, that's going to be the future of the whole country, though. When we're paying for everything on our phone... Some version of, uh, you know, Apple Pay or whatever you're using. That's the present of our country. <laughs> well, not for everybody. That's true. Um, I mean, like, I've never done it. I've never done you it. you never once. used Apple Pay? No. And I, I buy stuff every I single day. I feel like a sorcerer every time oh, I do it. I believe you. And I'm sure we all will see, I got a but, card I can tap. Very similar. Yeah, very yeah. Harry Potter. But when we're all doing that, every, everything we do will be known to someone, either for profit or safety. Right and for manipulation and control. I hope I, I want more benefits though. I want more. You've figured out what I want, so here's a good price from here. I don't. I don't feel like I'm getting much benefit out of this. I feel like I'm only being spied upon. You're profiting from me. I don't feel the benefit end. I mentioned cat litter to my wife, and I get ads for the next six weeks. Uh, that's that's a benefit, isn't it? Oh, yeah. that's right. I don't have a cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just feels weird and uh, you know intrusive, but. Disney is impressive, man. I'd love to know more about how their parks function and and the different efficiencies they've built in. And uh, I just, I don't know. It's just smart. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, Legoland. With the I mean, they don't like follow you. The mouse doesn't follow you home. You notice droppings there in your kitchen. You <laughs> Mickey is still on your tail. <laughs> What's coming up in your
1: news, Marshall? Well, turns out even more of the world's trying to flood into the U.S. through Mexico. We got the White House investigating Facebook China government connections. And the Air Force is getting more and more worried about a growing move to storm
2: Area Fifty One. Yes. The Air Force are pussies. Say what you mean. You will be shot on sight. You try to storm a military installation, you will be shot. Why wouldn't you say that? That's what will happen. Do you hear how many people are now signed up for this storming Area Fifty One? Plenty of bullets. <laughs> By the way, since we were talking about uh, surveillance and modern technology and that sort of thing, this happened while we are gone. This story broke. And it's an ICE story, but since ICE is so politicized, just think of it as a government organization.
3: Yeah, all right.
2: For the sake of the story. Uh, analyzed millions of motorist photos without their knowledge using facial recognition technology to scan state licensed databases. So, in theory, we don't have a national ID. And it's been long argued against because we don't want that sort of thing going on. But if the federal government is getting access to state driver's licenses with facial recognition software, then we do have a national it idea. It is, as they say, a distinction without a difference. Right. Yeah. And, and without any, you know, vote on it or conversation or is this a good idea or not, That's they did it because they can. That's the way it's going to work. News now of Marshall
1: Now trying to slow the flow, the Trump administration ending asylum protections for most migrants who arrive to claim it at the border with Mexico. Latest move in efforts to stop migrants who have been arriving at the border and claiming the asylum. The new rule going into effect today would no longer allow them the migrants rather who pass through another country to go ahead and claim asylum in the U.S. This coming as we're getting more reports that hundreds of Africans have now joined Central American migrants on the journey to come into the States to look for asylum. Now, is anybody
2: against this? This is the way other countries do it. Who's against this? The ACLU and all the uh, liberal groups and the open borders groups. They just make the, these people, these poor people, it's unfair, they're in danger, blah, 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 arguments. You know, I feel bad for them, but Actually, the ACLU's argument is that Congress passes these laws. You can't do it through an executive order. It's a separation of powers argument, which, you know, I have at least some sympathy for, but they're always on the same side. The fact that our brave Congress can't get together with a bunch of Republicans and a bunch of Democrats, ignore the howling on the edges of both parties, right? and and get this straightened out is absolutely amazing. Well, they tried. They came close, and uh, several people involved got punished, got primaried. North Korea is saying the U.S. and South Korea are
1: getting ready to resume their joint military exercises this summer. They're warning the exercises could derail any planned denuclearization talks oh, stop it, between fathead, Washington please. and Pyongyang. Previous talks between... Because those
2: talks are going so great, and we're on the verge of success, huh, Fathead? Please, we got, uh, we got exercises scheduled. We're doing them. You're going to sit there, and you're going to take it. Last uh, year,
1: President Trump promised to halt the joint military exercises with the South. North Korea's military, though, said the planned drills would be a breach of that promise, and if that happens, then everything will be back on the table.
2: There's a story out today of where he gets his Mercedes that he rides around in. I didn't read the story, but he does ride around in a modern Mercedes. You remember when his dad was buried, and we made all the jokes about how they the funeral procession had like a 1978 Lincoln Continental in it, right? Because uh, they didn't all luxury goods have been banned for years there. So there's questions. How's he getting his new Mercedes? He rides around in a top notch. I'm a world leader car now. Somebody got that to him. Whether it was China or Iran or whoever. Come on down to Pyongyang Mercedes, where we'll give you a real <laughs> deal. You can't beat the deals at Pyongyang Mercedes. President Trump... Easy credit!
1: (laughs) President Trump is saying his administration is definitely going to look into possible dealings between Google and the Chinese government.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you hear old Peter Thiel? You got that quote?
1: Yeah. Trump calling Google treasonous. Yep, Trump... Trump tweeted Trump tweeting this morning about tech investor and PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel accusing Google of possible treason by working with Beijing to get its search engine into China. China! Trump says Thiel knows the subject better than anyone, and the White House will be taking a closer look at these deals.
2: Treason's a strong word. Wow. Well, yep. these multinational corporations, they have different priorities. No doubt. And we have to recognize that. And sometimes, you know, oh, well, they're an American company. Well, sometimes they're working in the best interest of the American people. But sometimes they are working diametrically opposed to those interests. And, you know, sometimes you got to spank them Am for Am I it? supposed to believe that Google or Facebook or a lot of these companies would uh, would would put the concerns of the country ahead of making a buck? Oh, please. In China, for instance. Come on. I don't believe that for a second. Yep.
1: Despite the warnings from the Air Force, the number of people saying they are willing and ready to storm Area 51 continues growing. You got a million people now signing up for a Facebook group that proposed everyone rush the top secret military base in the Nevada desert this september
2: now a million people have signed up to yes. rush the military base right <laughs> um i'm thinking you get roughly 17 actually show up but if a million people did rush the military base that'd be a tough call what are you are you going to shoot a million people you only have to shoot the first 5,000 you think they'd stop running yes. 5,000 be a lot well, <laughs> we're not hong kong <laughs> after after you see 5,000 people shot and you say to yourself, why are we running at it now? <laughs> to because see the alien going... bones. Oh, please. <laughs> N- number one, it's fake. It's always been I fake. I want to see it's the ridiculous. alien bones. Ain't nobody going to be rushing at Area 51. <laughs> We're uh-huh.
3: going tricky. This yeah. was a uh, mean, creative thinking exercise that just got too much traction, and the right. media yeah. ended up picking it up because they're rushing the for attention. And, right, yeah. yeah. It was just people, that have, they would post photoshops of, hey, me before going to Area 51, and me after and they have, like, lightsabers and all this crazy technology. and It's just that the Internet isn't real life. These are people desperately looking to have some fun.
1: <laughs> well, the event
3: was med- Most of these people don't own a car. How are they going to get there? <laughs> the event was indeed meant
1: uh, as a joke, but military officials have still now felt the need to weigh in, reminding people the base is an active training range and its assets will be protected. In other words, really, don't try to storm Area 51. Okay. And continuing his comeback, former NFL quarterback Ryan Leith has fallen into a gig at ESPN. been hired by the uh, Sports Network to be a college football analyst. He's going to be paired up with play-by-play announcer uh, Clay yeah, Matvick. He'll be doing games on ESPN 2. Uh, Hey, did
2: somebody say the Emmys are coming out this morning? The yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, in about uh, yeah, a little more than a half an hour. Minutes, uh, the nominations yeah. will be. And I was wondering, that's well, the TV one, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I was wondering yeah. if that has any impact in the modern world. Does it? Uh, I don't know. There's so many shows. Right. So I'll look at the list and think, oh yeah, my buddy told me that was good. I'll check it out. Beyond and you root for the shows you've seen, yes, right? There'll be, there'll be a, a lot of shows on there you've never even heard, not only not seen that didn't even know existed. Right. Well, right, yeah. Back in the day, it, it was practically guaranteed you saw the nominees either a couple of times and decided it wasn't for you, or you watched them every single week. Right. And now you know, there's a small chance you've seen a couple of them. It's interesting. There's too much good entertainment. The government needs to step in. <laughs> anyway, as far as Ryan
1: Leaf go, it's the latest step forward for the former uh, San Diego Chargers, Washington State quarterback. His career has been badly affected by drug addiction and even a prison stint.
2: Yeah, he was, uh, the reason it's interesting is he yeah. was probably, he was one of the biggest busts in the history yeah. of the NFL. In terms of a high draft choice, a lot of money, and, and not only was he not an effective player, he turned out to be a burglar and drug addict. But, you know, drug addiction will do that to you. If he's uh, in recovery, good for him. There you go. That's
1: your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation.
2: So Swedes are getting implants in their hands to replace cash. Speaking of modern ways to pay for things. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's coming to America. The government chips. Plus, we have Peter uh, Thiel uh, talking about the Google and the treason and the rest of it. If you want, want to hear what that. he had to say. I do. That's on the way.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, you guys just mocked it but up on the today show they're talking about the million people that have signed on to storm area 51 in Nevada and they uh, showed a group of people in the park practicing their storming the fences <laughs> Just getting shot (laughs) it hurts (laughs) oh that's fantastic and they got military people on the today show uh we we just need to warn you right off the bat that storming area 51 would be a terrible idea they know they know (laughs) it's an internet twitter thing that's not news why are you covering it
3: (laughs) i know it's trending you don't need to talk about it because everything's stupid now right everything is stupid
2: everything's phony whether it's the politics or this everybody pretends I know that he said that just to get a reaction, and I know that they're saying this just to, but we, we're exactly. all going to take it seriously because right. we got to have some story today. Well, you look at, I don't have it in front of me, but you look at the milk-toasty statement by the Air Force. Uh, We uh, discourage this sort of behavior and remind everyone that for everyone's safety, we need to blah, blah. No, that is the statement you make when you know it's fake, but the chuckleheads of Good Morning America just came to you for a comment.
3: Do you have a statement? If if you were taking it seriously,
2: you would say anyone who storms a military base will be shot. But that goes beyond the, the 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 problem is the hosts know it's phony. The hosts right. know that nobody's going to really storm. I mean, so why do we okay. go through with all of this stuff again with important stuff like politics or this? Almost all the stories every day are just d- d- fake. Right, we're all pretending. Yeah, and then we and then there'll be a study from a mattress company saying that everybody should buy a bed every 2 years right. but it gets reported in the news and we all know it's fake but we talk about it anyway like. and it's just why why do we do all this why 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 i guess it's because we need a whole bunch of content every day. Thank God. I'm a content provider, and well, that's what we, I do for a living. Although but, we don't resort to that s- stuff, or not much. We all would be better There's off. plenty of good stuff to talk about. And this is slitting my own financial throat, but we all need less content. And mine. We'd all be a lot happier with less content. We don't right. need to hear stupid, fake political stories or news stories or anything else. Just the Armstrong and Getty show. That's all you need. And silence. Us right. and silence. Right. Silent contemplation and prayer. <laughs> Actually, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, uh, sure. Well, yeah, for your brain and your soul, and your right. heart, and everything else. Right. Meanwhile, uh, during the silence, How you does might... that give me clicks and likes? Though you, <laughs> you might hear... get too many likes. All right, I'm trying to make a transition here. <laughs> <laughs> While you're silently contemplating, you might hear China sneaking into our country. China! Changing our way of life and polluting our vital fluids. (laughs) That was China sneaking into our country. That's right. (laughs) We heard you. you. (laughs) Yeah, That wasn't very good sneaking. So, uh, I was curious to hear a little more of what Peter Thiel said the other day. I mean, he's making the rounds. He was at a big uh, uh, conference the other day. He talked to Tucker Carlson as well about... He's uh, one of the PayPal mafia, became a gazillionaire. Thank you, yeah. He's a a Silicon Valley gazillionaire uh, guy, but he's like, you know, the one in in ten or so that Swings a little conservative, but he's uh, he's saying Google might be actually uh, treasonous. Well, it uh, it was just in the form of a set of questions I asked. Where you know, um, artificial intelligence is something people talk about nonstop in Silicon Valley, uh, but they almost never talk about its dual use. If if it's real, if this is a real thing, it obviously can also be used by the military. It'll be weaponized in all sorts of ways, and it's an important national security question as to
1: who has it. There's uh, this very peculiar background where google is working with uh with the chinese um communist uh government and not with the u.s military so
3: the project maven decision was a decision not to work with ai with with the u.s military but they're working with the communist chinese and so the question is you know from the outside is just what in the world is is going on there and i oh that's that's interesting i
2: remember when the the mewling liberal half wits at at google said we're not going to I won't work on any project that helps the American military because they hurt people. I had a friend, super brainiac computer guy that got recruited by all the best universities in the country, begging him to come there, throwing money at him to do that. And then he got out of college, and uh, the one of the companies that wanted to hire him was involved with DARPA and working for military stuff, and he just couldn't with a good conscience do that. Um, he would have been fine working for any of these companies, I would imagine, that work with the Chinese, just right. not with the U.S. evil military. Look, Because the Chinese are up to good, I guess. Do you read the newspapers? These are saps. They're saps and or they're xenophiles. They hate their country because their friends congratulate them for that. Oh, that shows you're enlightened. Way to go. Way to hate America. But they're xenophiles, so they think everything foreign must be good because they're not evil Americans. And so, or they're just ignorant. I mean, some might be ignorant. Look, if you're a pacifist, you're probably a dope. I mean, the idea that you can gentle your way into survival has never existed in the history of mankind. And never will. And never will. So, uh, now, if you want to avoid the excesses of the military, you think we have too many wars, you think we send soldiers to kill people way too readily, I'm willing to have that discussion. But, okay, so if you're a Quaker, you're pac- pacifist, whatever, I can respect that. But for Google to say, no way, are we w- working with the American military, and then g- go ahead and work with the Chinese? Which is working with the Chinese military. It's of all course. one thing. If you're working with Huawei, you're working with the Chinese
3: military. Sure.
2: Yeah, is it is it ignorance?
3: So he later on in the year he kind of explains a little bit where China's getting your stuff one way or the other. They come to you and they say, hey, would you like to work, could you work with us on this? And if you say no, then they just steal your tech anyway. <laughs> if you're in their country, right. Wow. Right, right. So wow. good position to be in. So Ameri- So they can say no to America because they know that that actually, because we're not going to go and steal your tech because of, you know, liberties and the, the freedoms of the country. Um. So I thought that was an interesting kind of thing where if they, that if is something. at any point you want to do business in that country. Sure. You've got to get kind in of bed least, with the Chinese yes. government. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. That's something, yeah, yeah. How do we deal with that? We'll Trump, Google it. Part, part <laughs> of the. Whole... <laughs> How do we deal with Chinese oppression? Part of the the tariff the war we got going on with China and with Trump is that you got to quit stealing stuff. Right. You got to sign on to uh, stop doing that. Right. Exactly. And, and and people out of pure hatred for uh, Donald J are acting like getting tough with the Chinese on trade is a bad idea. That, that may be the single easiest-to-understand example of Trump derangement syndrome going on today. For all the guy's objectionableness and the ridiculous things he said, what percentage of Trump supporters think he ought to stop tweeting stupid stuff? It's huge. It's a huge percentage. I run into those people in real life all the time. I see him in the media all the time. I love Donald J. I love what he's doing. This, this, and this, and this. But I wish he'd quit saying stupid stuff. And, but anyway, the Chinese trade stuff is utterly defensible at every level. It's important. It's overdue. It's a great policy. Now, whether it'll work or not or how much, who knows? Only time will tell. But the idea that anybody's condemning that shows you how phony and hypocritical politics can be. Um, but uh, I do believe Mark Zuckerberg, or I'm sorry, the guy from Google, uh, what's his name again? Pindar, Sundar Pinche or or uh, Bronson Pinchot, or uh, he stays Alex under Baldwick, Alex Baldwin. Anyway, whoever he is, figure out who he is. <laughs> Apprehend him. Yes, put Sundar him in Pinchai. manacles. And, ha- Sundar and how did you find out
3: his name? There,
2: Sean. I I figured it. it. <laughs> there you go. Find him, put him in manacles, put him in Leavenworth until we get all this straightened out. We're probably ought to round up Zuckerberg too, Tim Cook. I'm willing. to... You know what? We'll put you on double secret probation, Tim, because you seem like a fine fella. You got some wacky political beliefs, but that's allowed. Put him in Area 51 to get us back to that story. We got this text. <laughs> put him in Area 51. <laughs> we got this text. This would be a good chained move. up next to the aliens. How long you been in? I would embrace this. this this is what we need to do with all these phony stories that we all know are fake, right? The million people aren't actually going to storm the air. The Air Force knows they're not going to, but right. they have to respond. Everybody should take it up a notch. The news people are... Everybody should take it up a notch per- pretending. Yes. The Air Force should show themselves shipping pallets of body bags on cargo planes <laughs> in preparation for the Area 51B Yes. <laughs> Play it out. Play it out. <laughs> take it completely seriously. We're way too cynical for this <laughs> drive-by fake news. We need some good, serious, well-developed fake news. And then have the uh, the people online show off the like long nails uh, through boards that they're going to carry and their gas masks and the rest of it. Or them. postings of letters to their loved ones oh, as they know they're Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good touch. Pallets <laughs> of body bags that would like be hilarious. It. And then have We're prepared a- to kill anywhere from a half million to a million people. <laughs> And then have AOC announce that we are scheduling preemptive hearings on the slaughter <laughs> yeah, of American exactly. citizens at Just Area to 51. The end. Just right. take it all away. Trump makes a statement. People are like, Area 51, they can go to Area 52 or something. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Let's take it to the wall, people. We're going to waste each other's time with these stupid, stupid stories. Oh, boy. This is real, apparently. The Swedes are the getting Swedes. implants in their hands to replace cash. And credit cards. You can understand how it would work. It's basically like the chip that's in your uh, credit card, only smaller. They inject it into your hand, and you can just wave it in front of the vending machine or your restaurant or wherever you are, and you pay for stuff. Sounds very convenient, although it is a way for someone to track you
3: Literally every moment oh, of your I'm, life. I'm sure they wouldn't do that, right? <laughs> right. <There's, laughs> right. I mean, there's that uh, disclosure thing that I didn't read and signed. I'm sure I'm protected in there. Well, and uh, plenty of religious fundamentalists think it's the mark of the beast, too.
2: So you got the whole apocalypse worked into the discussion there. How soon are we doing this in the United States? I'm, I'm surprised we aren't already. Er, never. never. Never!
0: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. elevated.